Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. A loaded show for you today, as you've seen in the title, probably. The NFL just doesn't sleep. Even when you think, oh, let's give some attention to basketball. Let's watch some games on a Wednesday night. Then you have Bruce Arians retiring out of nowhere. And I love that I put out there on Twitter last night, like, oh, this was a surprising move. And still you have the people that are like, oh, I saw it coming. Seen it. No, you didn't. <laughs> no one imagined Bruce Arians retiring in late March. It is March 31st today. No one was like, you know what? I bet about a month away from the draft, Bruce Arians will retire. And even the, the term retiring is weird because he's actually he's making a move to the front office. Yeah, and like – how in the world would anyone be able to say, yeah, I saw this coming? I don't even think there if are any told rumors me in February, you know, two months ago, pretty much. Well, apparently he's getting a little older. Uh-huh. So he's he is. Retire. He's getting older. And I'm not the biggest fan of Bruce Arians, the coach. Uh, I think you agree with me. I think he gets a little bit overrated. I think he mm-hmm. gets a little bit of credit for being this quarterback whisperer. I could coach Peyton Manning and look very good. Uh, now he he has you know Ben Roethlisberger, he coached him for a little bit. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger was just a Hall of Fame quarterback anyway. But this guy does take care of his people, and in this situation, I do think that he looked at it, analyzed it, and if he would have left during the off season, like when a normal coach would, if he would have retired in February, then I think the Buccaneers probably would have went in a different direction. I, th- I think that they probably would have looked at maybe even some outside candidates. Mm-hmm. And in, in this situation, he lines it up. He gets to choose his guy. Todd Bowles becomes the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He gets himself a nice new five-year contract, which is a good – that's a long time yeah. for an NFL head coach, especially a guy who, uh, just quite frankly, at his first stop, didn't have a lot of success. It was with the Jets. It's hard to win there. But he does name Todd Bowles. His replacement, he was kind of viewed as the coach in waiting. I like this move. Uh, you get to keep your entire coaching staff together. And, you know, maybe Bruce Arians did this on purpose. Maybe this was his plan. Maybe he knew this is the way he wanted it to work out. But uh, Bruce Arians moving on to the front office. Todd Bowles going to take his place. And guys like Byron Leftwich and the rest of that coaching staff still right there in place. And, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's back too. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect situation for Tampa Bay. Yes, you lose your head coach and Bruce Arians, who just helped you win a Super Bowl. But at least you get your defensive coordinator. You still have your offensive coordinator, and you have everyone else there. Because let's say he does this, you know, two months ago. There's a possibility they hire someone else, and all these guys are fired and have to go elsewhere. I feel like what Tampa Bay has is pretty special, especially in terms of coaching, the talent on the roster. Oh, and now you have Tom Brady coming back, so you don't even have to worry about a quarterback situation either. Let's go out there and have some fun. You're going to lead the NFC. You're most likely going to win your division division as you should. 
Oh, and you almost have like just a golden path straight to the Super Bowl through the NFC. Kind of. It's close. I, mean, you I don't know who Rogers, I mean, but Rodgers can't win in the NFC, so yep. maybe they do. It is. It's a little bit interesting that the way the offseason played out, and there's a lot of speculation on the line that you know Tom Brady retired. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians decides he's going to stay around for another year. Like the, him retiring is not a surprise. He is one of the older coaches out there. But Tom Brady retires. Bruce Arians decides to stay. Tom Brady comes back. Bruce Arians decides to leave. I do think that part of this is maybe those two don't get along. That Bruce Arians might have, you know, part of his decision making might have been, I don't really want to work with Brady again. Even though he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. There might have been something to it. it and even on Brady's side, there might have been something to, I don't really want to put up with this guy for another year. I'm going to retire. Realize retirement sucks, makes a comeback. But I, I do think that there was a little bit of a rift there. I don't I don't know that they were necessarily buddy buddy. They I, respected each other, but I don't know that they're friends. I feel like Brady left New England to get away from the what is it? Like he didn't get the respect that maybe he thinks he deserved from the coaching staff in terms of like, okay, I get it. Like, yes, you have to treat everyone on the team the same, but I've been doing this for a long time. I've won seven Super Bowls. Just get off my back and let's play some football. Like, there's no need for the raw-rawness all the time. There's a better way to go about it. I do feel like he left New England to kind of separate from that, and he got it again here with B.A., and was like, actually, this does kind of suck, and I'm sick of it. Because Bruce James, I mean, he would just, like, I feel like he would just shit on Brady to the media. Like, just not even scared of it. Like, yeah, Brady made the mistake. Brady's like, da-da-da-da-da. And there were, you know, a lot of reports that Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady would do a lot of the work on the offensive game plan, mm-hmm. and that then Bruce Arians would come in kind of later in the week and change it up, say, "No, we're not doing this, we're doing that." Which he is the head coach. I mean, that is his title he gets to, but it's it's a little bit weird, and I, I do think it created a a little bit of a poor work environment, probably for both Leftwich and Brady. Mm-hmm. However, both of them did decide to to come back and and work with Bruce Arians. But then he does retire. And um, a lot of people last night were asking the questions about, like, the Rooney rule. And I, I like this from the NFL. There is no Rooney rule in place. They did hire a black head coach, so I don't think it really matters anyway. But after March 1st, you don't have to um, interview a certain amount of minority coaches. And that is because they feel like at this point in the season, most of your other coaches, they've been hired. This is yeah. not a normal time to hire a head coach. I don't care what anybody on the line says. This is not normal. You usually you're not hiring coaches in March. I mean, we're damn near done with pro days in the draft. Free agency's pretty much dried up. We are on to the NFL draft and then the start of the season. So this is a weird time. So no Rooney rule needed here. And you're hiring Todd Bowles or Byron Leftwich anyway. Both of them are black men, so I don't think that it really matters anyway. Yeah. And I am happy for Todd Bowles to get another chance outside of New York. Not to be a Jets hater. Yeah. You just you're not gonna be good there. I don't know if the Jets will ever be And it was only like a two year stint, was it? Or was it even that? Like I don't feel like it was very long. I think he was there for a good little while. I th- I thought I saw his record was like twenty four and forty. I'm thinking of the Arizona coach. That's it. He was only there for a year and got fired. He's yes. a defensive coordinator as well. His name is slipping my mind. Same. But that is who I was meaning there. But yeah. like you said, Todd Bull is getting an opportunity to be a head coach of a good football team. Go make the most of it, dude. Have some fun. 
See what it's like to have success as a head coach. Now, hopefully things do go Tampa Bay's way. I feel like everyone's expecting them to. Hopefully they can live up to those expectations because if they don't, well, it's going to be kind of sad, and the NFC already sucks as it is, and I really don't want to have to sit here and deal with the Packers and Rams again. And I think there's something to it with Todd Bowles, too, the fact that he has been a head coach before. Mm -hmm. Handing this team and this roster over to Byron Leftwich, maybe – Maybe he wasn't ready to take on the Super Bowl winning team, which they pretty much are returning. Uh, so I do. I like the Todd Bowles thing. I also think it's very probably obvious and clear. Byron Leftwich going to be a head coach somewhere next year. He should have probably gotten the Jaguars job, but refused to work with their front office. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to let one squeak out like that on the podcast? <laughs> that was the chair. I didn't. <laughs> uh-huh. You dog. Um, I promise it was. If you hear any squeaking or cracking, it's from this chair. I do need to get a new one. <laughs> you know, this. I would actually like some help from the listeners. Send me a good office chair to use. Yeah. To sit in. I yeah. just need a new office chair. This one I have, I think, is like an $80 one after a while. An $80 office chair? Yeah, dog. Whew. I didn't even know they made those. Walmart, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Squeaker, though. Uh, Devin put it in the chat. Thank you very much. Raheem Morris is who we were trying to think of. Mm. Noted. Pretty close to the same guy. And, you know, also in some Tampa Bay-ish news is the Antonio Brown stuff. I, I hate talking about this guy, but I, I let's just mention how crazy he is for a second. Antonio Brown still has not had the ankle surgery that he was supposed to have. Like, he was mad about at Tampa Bay that he was playing through injuries and all this stuff. He still has not had that surgery. I mean, this man stayed in New York to get his foot, ankle, whatever, looked at, and he still hasn't had surgery, and he says he's not going to until a team commits to sign him. To me, this is a good news story because that means nobody's signing Antonio Brown, and (laughs) I don't want this guy back in the league. So you know what? I hope he doesn't have surgery. I hope that he does go on and has to retire because I don't want him in the league anymore. So uh, thank you to the NFL and all 32 teams for looking at Antonio Brown and saying, I don't care how good you are, we're not bringing you back in the league. And I don't know if any team would. Thank God the Kansas City Chiefs haven't looked at him. They are like the, the last remaining team that I think would give him an opportunity. And so far, they have not. Yeah, it, I am happy that it hasn't happened. I was actually thinking of Steve Wilkes. That's the head You're coach thinking of the Cardinals. Who? Steve Wilkes. Got those mixed up. But back to Antonio Brown. I just wanted to correct myself there. Because Raheem Morris, I do know, but it just confused me for a second because I didn't think that was it. Back to Antonio Brown, though. Thank God. Like, he's forced into retirement. There's no way a team's going to go, yeah, go ahead and get your surgery. We'll pay for it, and here's a contract. At this point, they're just like, yeah, you're done, dude. You're not going to have surgery done yourself. You have all the money. You don't need the NFL. You say it yourself all the time. The NFL needs me. I don't need the NFL. I have all the monies. Yeah. Uh, no, And no one believes that. Absolutely not. If you are, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Are you buying into any of these uh, conspiracy theories about Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, though? Do you think there's speculation, there's rumors, conspiracies that Tom Brady – Decided to come back, but gave the Bucks the ultimatum of, you have to fire Bruce Arians. I wouldn't be surprised if it's true, but I don't know how much I believe it, because I don't feel like Brady's, like, I don't know, I don't feel like Brady's that passive. I don't feel like Brady would be the ultimatum type. I feel like he would just, yeah, 
be like, all right, here, let's do this. We prefer to have someone else, but right. let's go. Like he didn't try this shit in New England when he knew he was leaving. Exactly. It wasn't like, hey, I want to stay here, but you need to get rid of Belichick. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it, too. I don't think Brady would pull that move, especially if he's coming back for one year. Is it one year, though? I, I don't know that he said, but I assume it's one year. And with Arians right there, I, I believe the Arians side of it more of, like I said earlier, maybe he's like, I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm done here, actually. You know, he might have started to look into some of these off-season plans and then decided, yeah, this isn't going to work for me. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but let's go ahead and let's let Todd Bowles take over. This was the plan. This is a good time to do it. And like I said, also to start the show, it seems like Bruce Arians is a pretty good dude and takes care of his coaches. And that this maybe was a situation where he knew he was taking care of his guy, which I completely respect. And Bruce, I mean, Bruce Arians... He has been known as the guy that's – I feel like when he got the job in Tampa, he said, if you skip any of your child's events, games, recitals, yeah, birthday party. I, will f- I will fire you. He's like, it's family first and then your job. And I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever seen from a coach in terms of like how they treat like the families and stuff off the field. Yeah, I mean like, any job even. It's just crazy how often that gets overlooked. It's like, oh, you're just expected to get the job done, and everything mm-hmm. else is just like, well, sorry about your free time or you know anything else you care about. Right. On May 6th, my daughter has a field trip, and she wants me to go with her to the field trip. I am my own boss, and even as my own boss, I thought, I probably shouldn't miss work that day. But then I thought, like, nah, we'll be good. So it's a Friday. See you. Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. I'll fire we'll, you. We'll pre-record. <laughs> no power. Or, or something. We'll do it before I have to leave. But it is, it's amazing to hear that because you don't get that a lot out of leadership positions anymore where people are like, hey, you're going to go to this birthday party. You're going on the field trip. Don't worry about it. We got you. And, and especially in the NFL. You just don't have people like that in the NFL. Not at, in the head coach. Not in the front office. They will say it. They'll put it out there publicly, but then they'll roast you for it the minute that you do have to miss for something. What's the field trip? Like an amusement park, zoo? It's in the school year trip, right? It's the um, Wonders of Wildlife. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. I have been there no less than 10 times, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang, dog. <laughs> we used to take, when I was a teacher, we would take field trips there. So, and I peek behind the curtain i was the guy that planned our field trips i had to like organize them so i had to go every time a class went did you ever pull the hangover move going on field trips sorry trips canceled i'm going to vegas no because i don't like vegas but i nashville did spend some time shopping at a bass pro while everybody else enjoyed the field trip (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh that's weird mr miller has uh new shoes and looks like some shirts like (laughs) how'd you get all that in wonders of wildlife Shut your mouth, kid. Eat your sandwich and let's get on that bus. Um, But it is um, good for Bruce Arians. And one more thing that I thought was good for Chiefs fans, but I don't believe it. Juju Smith-Schuster said he's not going to make any more TikToks as a Chief. Said he's done with that. I'm going to call bullshit. Same. (laughs) He's just telling everyone what they want to hear right now. Right? It's the old honeymoon phase. Yeah, I think maybe he even means, like, I'm not going to make any more TikToks in the locker room or on the field. I mean, he's definitely still going to do it. We've already seen him do it in a Chiefs jersey. That's what made me question yesterday. It was Mm -hmm. like, you've already made one in your jersey, dude. Right. It was some bad day. I've seen you dance. You're better than that. Mm -hmm. I do hope that he doesn't continue to do it. I do think that maybe I'm just a get-off-my-lawn guy. 
I don't like that stuff before a game. After a game, it's a little bit different if you're celebrating. If I were a teammate, I would still look at it and be like, why are we putting this shit on TikTok? Like, I'm, I'm not a part of it. Yeah, I'm not in your video. Don't ask me to be. But pregame, I hate it. The dancing on the field, the recording, I do think it just it takes away a little bit from your preparation for the game. So I, I don't like it. And I know people will even come back and be like, these are professional athletes. Like, they can take two minutes. They're already prepared. They're ready to go. Yeah. And I get it, but I do just limit the distractions, limit the interactions with even the other team. Like, you don't need to give them any more extra motivation to be pissed off. So I am the old head that it says, not before the game. I think it does take away from your focus in terms of the game. Like, maybe there's a little bit of it that it helps you relax, but then after a while, it's like, Okay, now you're spending time thinking about what you're gonna do here. I don't even like the game or like the big like dancing. Like OBJ was like, "Oh, I have to dance before games because it puts me in the the right mindset and things like that." Like I get it because music has always been like a thing that is in locker rooms. But even like the dancing and stuff like that, I just don't like it. (laughs) But again, you are an old head, Jesus, old hater of just like focus. Oh, you're having. You're having fun over there catching the ball one-handed, huh? Uh-huh. With a little dance? Yeah. Not on this team. Save that bullshit for later. You get back in line and <laughs> do the drill you're supposed to. <laughs> that, but I don't know. That is just me being an old man. Yeah. I don't, but I don't think I'm going to change on that one. Uh, but that's whatever. Juju, no more TikToks. Antonio Brown, no more playing. Bruce Arians, quote-unquote, retiring and going to the front office. I also don't know why we keep seeing he's retiring. Like, homie's still working. This is like when my dad retired and then clocked in on Monday. Um, he's not I mean, retired. He, said he's, he even said himself, he's been a coach for like 50 years. Yeah, go to the front office and chill. Like, just make the executive decisions there. Don't be on the sideline having your blood pressure spike on plays. Right. And then you get that automatic, like, release because it, it went correctly, you know what I mean, or you had a good play. And he's even – he's a cancer survivor, so he's yeah. had some health issues. Uh, he – Coached through a torn Achilles tendon last year. So, I mean, he's still even recovering from that. And I can't imagine. I think he's like 68 years old. can't imagine that's an easy recovery. Yeah. No so and that's another thing that also plays into it of like, yeah, now's my time. Ankle hurts like a mother freaker. <laughs> How about that edit? Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and take some time off and check it out from the front office. And another thing that Bruce Arians and maybe even our listeners should check out is Roper Kia. Check them out online. Look at their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it, even if that means buying a Chevy Colorado from somebody off Craigslist. Mention us here at Miked Up, and they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about the site, there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. Are you going to talk about it or no? Well, apparently I've been throwing fits about it, whether I say it right or not. So, <laughs> excuse me, Brooks. Right. It's not a matter of if. It's, I, I didn't know if we just wanted to just bypass it and just be like, nothing happened. <laughs> oh, you noticed it? I noticed You picked it. up on it? I did it's not a matter of if. God. It's not a matter of if. It's, it's like you have when. to slow it down. Yes. Say but it I fast. still don't understand say it fast. when I. One I'm, time, say it fast. 
It's not a matter of nip. <laughs> it's not a matter of nip. It's a matter of win. I don't know where the end's coming from. I don't either. I don't either, man. Uh, let's get to our March Madness stuff, though. Uh, Final Four going to be this weekend. We are still doing our March Madness vote for the, the Final Four now, sports movies. I put this poll up there yesterday. It was giving people time uh, to react and to vote. Here are the Final Four matchups. We have the Sandlot coming out of the baseball bracket. We have Space Jam coming out of the basketball bracket. And then we also have Dodgeball from Other and Remember the Titans from Football. I, I will say three of my favorite movies are still in this bracket. If you ask me what's my favorite baseball movie, I would answer the Sandlot. If you ask me my favorite basketball movie, I think I'm going Space Jam. And then favorite football movie, I know this comes as a shocker. I love the movie The Program, but I do think Remember the Titans is probably the better overall movie. Yep. And then somehow Dodgeball got in here. I know there was some talk that maybe um, Happy Gilmore was supposed to get in. I don't remember. And the reason why I didn't do too much research on this one, it don't matter. <laughs> Neither one of them are beating Remember the Titans. So I'm not going back to the, the, the poll results. I'm not going to go listen back. Neither one of them had a chance against Remember the Titans. So that's that one gets my vote. It's getting 73% of the poll vote, too. And honestly, I'm surprised it's that close. Yeah, I am, too. Like, I don't. I just I don't get it. Like, even with the next one for Sandlot and Space Jam, I feel like that should just be – that one actually I do understand a little bit because I did vote for Space Jam, so a little bit of my vote kind of is part of that. But remember the Titans, fantastic movie. Like Dodgeball I get with the humor. Like remember the Titans, it just you got everything out of it. It had its funny moments. You know, it hit the audience. And then it, it was has Denzel. Movie. Denzel's in it. Huh. I love the little girl in that movie too. Uh, Hayden Penetary, I think is her Whatever name. Whatever it is. Yeah. Her attitude reminds me of my youngest daughter. 100% of does. Uh, that just, wow. don't fuck with me, and I'm going to give it back to you yep. worse. When she is 13 or 14, her and I are going to be pretty mouthy with each other. It's playful. I'm, I'm not worried about, like, attitude towards me. But I'm a pretty mouthy person, and she can give it back to me already. Yeah. It's going to get interesting. She's definitely your daughter. There is no – I mean, both of them clearly are. But it's just the we fact – like, No, I mean, it's pretty apparent. They both look just like di- you. in divorce. Well. I'm just kidding. If my youngest like daughter didn't look so much like me, I would maybe question things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she looks and acts just like me. Yeah, the, her wittiness is, like, terrifying. <laughs> Right, because there's sometimes I'll crack a joke to you, thinking I got you, like I might have stumped you, and you have an immediate response. It's like this isn't even fun, like that was way too fast of a response. I have no idea how you thought of that so quickly. Yeah, and she's the same way, just like the little girl from Remember the Titans. But that is one of my favorite movies. I like Dodgeball. It's just it can't compete with Remember the Titans. Yeah, a little bit of everything: the football, the uh, the great storyline of the civil rights. There's some funny moments in there as well. There's some corny moments. But even when like I rewatch Remember the Titans, I still like it. Yeah. And one of the only movies that will get me to tears every time I watch it. I don't know if I've ever watched Remember the Titans and not shed a tear. Yeah. Especially I wish I could go the... back and remember the first time I watched it. Oh, I cried. I mean, I just, how did I not just crawl up into a ball and just cry for hours? 
I did it with my mom right beside me. Like baby back bitch. <laughs> you, you do remember the first time you saw it? I, I, I guarantee it. I yeah. cried. Yeah, I did. And then we watched, uh, I think like radio had just come out too. And I was just like, Phew. there's that part in the movie radio where he finds out his mom dies. And I was like, and then I immediately started thinking like, man, if my mom died, how would I be? And it was just like, waterworks. My mom was like, why are you crying? I was like, because his mom just died and I don't want you to die. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, well, all right, cool. Can you make yourself cry? I cannot. I don't understand how people do. I can think really sad thoughts, but then it's just like, there still ain't no tears, and now I'm sad. I can. I can bring myself to tears. Not like a real good cry, but like I can produce tears in the eyes. Really? Yeah, pretty quickly. I don't want to do it because I do this. I think really sad thoughts, and I'm having a good day. I'm not trying yeah, to ruin my Thursday here. Let's not so, do that, dog. <laughs> it's not a matter of if I cry. It's when. <laughs> uh, but uh, remember the Titans kind of move on. It's a juggernaut, gets to the finals. And then we have on the other side of the bracket, Sandlot and Space Jam. And I, if I heard you correctly, I believe you said you picked Space Jam over the Sandlot? I, like Space Jam, it's, as a kid, like I loved the Sandlot, but I just, I didn't, like, I don't know. With Space Jam, for some reason, I thought I could, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But with Space Jam, nope, I just loved say it because I know kid. where you're going. You say it or I will. <laughs> Like, when he starts the movie, like, playing outside, shooting hoops, it's like, all right, like, as a kid, it connects, like, cool, I'm doing that, too. It was fun, like, always going outside, shooting hoops for myself. And then the part, or, like, at the very end, I was a young kid when I saw this, and I've told the story, I think, once or twice on here, but uh-huh. for, any new, for any new listeners, the, the end of the movie where he stretches his arm and dunks it, I knew it was fake. The but iconic the- half-court... Arm yep. stretch, buzzer just, beater. The monster's holding him back, and he's just right there, and just boom, dunks it. As a kid, I thought, what if it's a possibility? What if I could really do this? And I would go over to my grandparents' house, and my little cousins had one of those, like, uh, play toy basketball goals or whatnot. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. White backboard, orange rim. It, it would fall if you hit it or dunked it. And I was like, okay, we're shooting hoops on this. I wonder if I can do this. So I would stand on one side of the room and just stretch my arm out as far as I could. And then, like, would feel like it was extending. And then I would slowly move my feet across the floor, get there, and be like, boom. And then Is go. my elbow moving? And then be like, I'm Michael Jordan. And then it was just like, I did it. You thought you could do it. I, yeah, I just thought it was a possibility. <laughs> I just made me what seven, eight year old Austin man. His imagination was wild on what his athletic ability was. Uh, I mean, I guess it's still here at twenty six because I think I'm fast and I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, for me, anytime I'm hungover, I will I will go Luke Skywalker on things. It's like oh, my Gatorade's at the end of the couch or whatever. It's on the floor, <laughs> or I need to get to the remote or a blanket. Before I get up, I'm trying to move it with my mind. Oh, there's still parts of me that wonders, like, is the force a real thing? Like, yeah. Or if I'm, like, laying in bed. out there that are just, like, you think clearly enough, shit's moving. Yeah. What if I just try it? So I'll still try it. 34 years old. No shame. I'll try it once. It still has not worked out for me. Mm-hmm. But try, try again. You just need that one time. <laughs> and if it does, I'm going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no more mic'd up because I will be in a mental, mental institute. <laughs> Or I've even thought about one time, the last time I was pretty hungover, I was trying to get the remote, which was up, for some reason up by my TV. That's a terrible place for the remote to be. Um, but it was up by my TV, and I tried to move it using the force. And I thought, what if I brought the whole wall with me? 
<laughs> you know, like on Spider-Man when he's trying to like figure out his strengths with things, yeah. And he's just so off. What if the force works for me, but like my whole wall, TV, everything just comes flying for me? That's, uh, those are drunk thoughts with Mello. <laughs> that's, that's how recent. I, oh, weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, not like oh, eighteen-year-old kid. What did you have last weekend then? Uh, lay next to the fire. You just like pff, fire's a little hot. No, push hanging. it away. No, I I felt what? absolutely fine afterwards. I don't know how. I woke up that morning, five a.m. Went back into my house, slept until eight. Woke up at eight and cleaned up the entire backyard from obviously having a group of people over. Holy cow! No, no problems. No headache. No <sighs> fatigue. I don't know. Lucky you. I'm man, telling you, was, one of my superpowers. My Sunday was brutal. One of my superpowers is being able to function with a hangover. Now I will. I did go back out with another group of friends because I was in bed, ready to fall asleep, and they're like, "Hey, we're out. Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm in bed." I'm like, get your get your butt out of bed and come join us. It's yeah, not exactly what they, what they said, but you can pretty much kind of pick up from there. I was like, "All right, I'll see you there." Sure enough, I did. Didn't get home till like two. And then I had to go see my brother for lunch the next day in Tulsa. And that drive, I mean, the road had never been smoother in Oklahoma. Like, I feel like if it was a, if I was driving a Tesla, I would have fallen asleep behind that wheel. Well, they no, better be because no you have second to pay a toll to drive it. on that road. Right oh, past it. Bastards, get you. Uh, but yeah, the $5 lot, a pop. It's stupid. How much was it? Five. Five dollars. Oh, okay. yeah. mm-hmm. I think that maybe has gone up recently. It used to be three fifty. I dated a girl that lived in Oklahoma. Um, it didn't work out if you're guessing, <laughs> but it was like, I got to pay three fifty every time to get here. Yeah. No. Like, and I don't like being in Oklahoma. You come and come to me. The roads are super. And nice for those though. of you that don't know, obviously, uh, Oklahoma in certain parts of it, about 30 minutes away from us. And that's to get like the nearest city. They actually, there's a casino that is 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. They put right on that fucking state line right there. Like they, they know what they were doing. Ever been to Oklahoma, you know how they do it. Put everything right on the state line. They were so strategic about where they put it is that the casino's in Oklahoma, but the parking lot's in, in Missouri. The, I, let me tell you how smart they were with it. It is right there at the corner of Missouri, Kansas, and Oklahoma. They put the casino where you can gamble in Oklahoma. They put the gas station where you can buy alcohol in Missouri because we have the loosest alcohol laws. They put the strip club in Kansas where they have the loosest strip club laws. It was very calculated. And hats off to those people. I didn't realize that the gentleman's club was in Kansas. Yeah, so you know, you spend a little time in that area, you've hit three states. Like if you stop, the, the strip club you can bring your own alcohol to. I mean there and was a night where I first started hanging out with you guys where we hit the old trio. <laughs> exactly, and that's what you do. You stop at the gas station, buy yourself a 30 rack. You go to the gentleman's club, you've had your time there, and then you hit up the casino. Next lady's like, how was your trip? It was good. Went to the casino. I'm exhausted. You know, I hit three states yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. That is hilarious. uh, Back to the childhood movie, The Sandlot. It is going to advance because I and the great voters of Twitter voted for The Sandlot. As I've been saying for the last couple weeks, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Still watch it frequently. Probably will this weekend. And I love it. And the fact that we have the Sandlot and remember the Titans in the final, 
pretty exciting times. So uh, we're done with our Final Four. But we do have the basketball Final Four this weekend. Uh, we'll preview a little bit more of that tomorrow. However, um, Eric Church was in the news yesterday. We didn't really talk about it. I didn't see this before we uh, started the podcast. But I did see it after we finished recording. Eric Church, uh, country music superstar. Uh, performer of the year. Puts on one of the best shows ever has canceled his show for Saturday night because he is also a huge North Carolina basketball fan. So he has canceled his concert. No rescheduling in sight yet. Canceled his concert to go to the Duke-North Carolina game. As we talked about yesterday on radio, uh, I am all about it. I, you should be able to. Uh, going back to even the, like, the Bruce Arian stuff, like don't miss these big events in your life for work. Yep. This is work for Eric Church. Like, I'm going to go with my daughter on her field trip. I'm going to take the day off. Eric Church taking the day off to go watch a huge basketball game. Even if it were just North Carolina in the Final Four, he should be able to take off. Like, good for you, man. Go watch your team. But it's not just North Carolina in the Final Four. It's Duke versus North Carolina in the Final Four. This is a huge game, a historic game. So if he wants to take off, he wants to cancel one of his concerts to do so, so be it. Let him. And I understand that fans are a little upset, especially if you had tickets to go see him in concert, because mm-hmm. that is a big life event for you. But you also have to remember that these are people, these are fans just like you and I. They're going to do things every once in a while and take off and, and want to go see these big events. So I say good for him. You get to enjoy it. It does suck for the other people, but at the same time, let my man go see his team play. Yeah, I mean, ask, you've been doing this long enough. You have the money. Just go enjoy what you enjoy. And if that is a basketball game in New Orleans, then so be it, dude. It's your freaking life. You do you, boo. Have some fun. That's what I say. Yeah. You can Springsteen it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's oh, one of yeah. his songs. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. No, last night, uh, Big Country and I do a local radio show here as well. And last night we were talking about this. And a fun game to do is quiz Big Country on do you know this song or give me your you know top five Eric Church songs. Was another. Yeah. You got you got two good ones. I got two. I thought it was uh, what did I? So Springsteen was one of them, and I was very hesitant on it because it was on the spot, and I was like, oh, I can't mess this up. You also can't cuss on local radio, so I can't sit here like can't sit there like I do here. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, fuck me, I don't freaking know. <laughs> but then I was like, I remember one, smoke a little smoke, drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke. It's a good song. Yeah. I don't know if you wanted to keep going. Nah, that's about the only song, uh, the only words of the song. Would you I'm consider really yourself a, an Eric, Eric Church fan, though? Uh, yeah, because I mean, I'm sure there's other songs of his that, like, I'll be honest, I'm sitting here looking at titles of his songs. It's like oh, I don't really know if I know these titles, but I'll hear a song, and be like, oh yeah, I do like this song. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm I'm a pretty big Eric Church Church fan, too. I would love to see him in concert. I've heard that he puts on like um, incredibly long shows. That he's not just going up there. And playing for an hour. If he wants to play for like two or three hours, that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Which is also wild. Two to three hours at a concert. Weren't we supposed to go see him in January or February in Kansas City? Was Is that when he was up there? There was there was talk of seeing him in Kansas City. <laughs> I think we might have missed it. <laughs> we were given tickets, weren't we? Uh, no, we were trying to get tickets. Okay. It never officially happened. Okay. I thought it, for some reason in my mind, I thought it officially had happened that night. He's like, yeah, you guys are good. Go ahead. No. 
No, no, no. Okay. Because it's also me just now remembering. Like, no. You know some people in the biz, that. and it was like, hey, Eric Church is going to be in Kansas City. Like, what are the odds? And even that night, it was like very slim because you're talking about Eric Church, <laughs> who is like the performer of the year or is up there almost every year. Um, we'll see if he gets it next year. Uh, now that he's taking his night <laughs> off. People, so many people are mad, and I, I feel like the people that are mad are the country music fans that are not also sports fans. Because yeah. if you are a sports fan, even if you're just a football guy or you're just a baseball guy, you get it. Like I even remember when the Braves were in the World Series, so many people were like, yep, going to see it, going to check this out. I don't well, know I if mean, the show's canceled, but I mean, there were definitely trips to Atlanta being taken. We were in Nashville that weekend, and we were at the Ryman watching a concert, and there were people that had the game on their phones, and when they won, they went nuts. And I think Jason Isbell was a concert that we were at. Yeah. was just kind of like, what's the cheering on about? I'm still in the middle of my freaking song. Braves just won, dog. Calm down. Yeah, and I'm a bandwagon Braves, bandwagon Braves fan, too. Say that ten times fast. I'm not afraid to jump on bandwagons, though. Even, uh, you know, yesterday we were talking to uh, our guy, Matt Miller, and his son. And I was like, Emmett, who's your, who's your team now? And he said, the Rams. It's like, oh, yeah, no doubt. They just won mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. That's so many kids like that. I was that kid with oh. uh, Duke basketball. Or, or even when I was uh, a young tyke, I really liked the Yankees as well. When you were a young what? Tyke. Never, never heard you. Never heard that one either. Just, no, I have heard it. I just never heard you say it, so it caught me off guard a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was, a, I was a Yankees fan. Big Derek Jeter guy. Really? You were a Jeter fan? I thought you didn't like Jeter. No, I loved I got a, his thing behind me. That is true. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Big Derek Jeter fan. I hate the Red Sox. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Because... Uh, like I've said before, I feel like the Red Sox have always tried to copy what the Yankees do, but they don't do it well enough, so they're just pissed <laughs> off all the time. And like, ah, fuck you guys, we're going to grow beards because you can't do that. Like, okay, have fun over there, Johnny Damon. Uh, but I, <laughs> now I'm just pretty neutral on the Yankees. I don't really care yeah. what happens with them. Uh, but the Braves, I'll bandwagon them. Talked about that one a couple days ago, I think, just because they were always on TV when I was a kid. They were always yeah. on TBS, so... I couldn't find a Royals game. I couldn't find a Cardinals game. But the damn Braves were always on TV. And then you hear guys like Tim McGraw talk, talk about it. It's like, damn, that, that's actually really cool. You're um, a big Tim McGraw fan, aren't you? No, not really, actually. I feel like every time you talk about Tim McGraw, you're just, it immediately makes you happy. No, he just has that song. I haven't seen the Braves play a game all year. Yeah. And he, I think he probably has some others that reference the Braves or baseball. The song Don't Take the Girl, I think, is one of the saddest country songs I've ever heard. I can't listen to the end of it anymore. I yeah. played it the other day, and I was like, ah, I turned on my car, and I didn't realize it was in the middle of it, so I restarted, and it got to the end. I was like, nope, next. I like to play a game with my friends, usually on the way to Nashville, is I will purposefully play that song and then make the rule, God, take your sunglasses off. Let's see who's a real man. Let's see who's a tough guy. Because <laughs> if you don't tear up listening to that song, again, check yourself before you wreck yourself, because that is a sad song. It's just the end. Even is for a what guy that doesn't you. love love, I like to be alone. Still at the end when he's yeah. like, oh, "Take my last breath." I can't. I can't even quote the lyric. I might start crying. Just thinking about it. Even watching the music video, the dude drops to his knees, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh man, that's tough. That is tough." Right? Yeah, that is a good song. I don't even know if Tim McGraw wrote that song, but it's 
It is fantastic. He sang the freaking hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did. I did love him in um, 1883. I thought he did a fantastic job. He is a good actor. As an actor, I, I really did. Um, even like for him to come over from being a country music guy to playing in like Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. like he was a complete douchebag in Friday Night Lights, and he pulled it off. When honestly, he's probably like a super nice guy. Yep. And then in 1883, obviously big fans of the Yellowstone universe. Yeah. Um, I thought he did a wonderful job. So I haven't finished it. You should tell I haven't finished 1883. No, I saw I'm there's going to be a, another season of Yellowstone. Well, yeah, season five would be. I'm not super excited about it yet, though. TBD on that one. Well, they just this last season, season just sucked. didn't. It had no action in it. But I looked at it as like, they're probably going to have another three seasons after it, so seven seasons total probably, and it's going to be season five is going to be action-packed again. Probably. they had to set everything up and more character development, which I understand and get, but like, oh, come on, bro. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, let's get to some of our other great sponsors, though, here locally located Club 609, home of one of the best happy hours in all of the world with their two-for-one drink specials. And $2 draft pours, but as we say from time to time, they also pair very well with the appetizers that are, that are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the Chad Nachos, which is easily serves four people. And when I say serves four people, I mean like four hungry people. Not just like, oh, let's go have a snack and get some chips and queso. I mean, it can be a meal for easily three people, feed four people, no one can conquer it on their own. And not feel good about themselves the next day. I mean, it's, I've seen people do it, but I've also checked in with them the next day and it's like, why did I do that again? Well, because you've challenged yourself. The Chad Nachos are fantastic. You got the potato skins, a great time at Club 609. You got fancy dining, you've got the bar top, you got a little bit of everything at Club 609. Yeah, absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit the website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. You know, the guys, Mark Edder, pride themselves on getting you in and out as quickly as possible. And, you know, I say with Gunspot, I'm going to say it here. It's not a matter of It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And now, moving on to just other topics, we don't even need to talk about those ad reads at all. Let's play a little game of good or bad. We did this with NFL teams. And I know you're going to bring it up, so I just will anyway. We did it with the NFL teams, and you labeled the Cincinnati Bengals as good. I laughed at you. I mocked you. And then they went on to the Super Bowl. Um, (laughs) Thanks for that. Our team didn't make it because of you. But now I want to do it with NBA teams. And not every NBA team, but these teams that are looking like they're going to be in the playoffs and looking at the standings it, it you know the team like the lakers falling out of it they're, they're back in thankfully because the the spurs lost but they're sitting at number 10 right there but let's run through a couple of these teams and determine are they good enough to win an nba championship okay that and that's the i'm labeling you good you can win an nba championship this year if you don't think they can win an nba championship this year you got to call them bad. You okay. ready for this? Yes, sir. Because you, you don't like to talk negatively about people or teams. I can do it. I'm ready. Okay, let's start with the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat, good or bad, can they win NBA Finals this year? 
I think they can, but for Miami, everything has to fall their way. Like they have to be able to stay healthy. That's something they've struggled with once they get in these playoff stretches. Is like Bam Adebayo gets hurt. You know, Jimmy Butler's dealing with something. You have to stay healthy and you have to remain consistent. If you can do that, you have enough experience and depth on this team to go win a championship. And I'm right there with you too. I, I do think that they have the players. Uh, obviously, things have looked better there before, uh, but I ha- there haven't been a distraction since the little incident on the sidelines. Did we so ever I, get a full story on that? Or right, just I know. Kind of I, swept underneath the rug and was like, "Don't ultimate right. competitors next game." So I I feel like it is probably done for, and some people are just wired that way. So maybe you know Jimmy Butler, Udonis Haslam, and Eric Spolstra. Maybe that's just kind of the relationship that each one has with one another. You know, Kobe Bryant notably would go after his teammates all the time, never on the the sidelines, but in practice. I mean, people hated him, but they won. And for the Miami Heat, I'm going to label them good as well because of Eric Spolstra. I do think that he is actually kind of underrated as a coach and doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Uh, Won a championship, obviously, with guys like LeBron there. But I do think that he's done a fantastic job since then. And, you know, even watching them over the last couple of years and the team that they're building, I will label them as a good team. I think they can win a championship this year. Uh, next team, number two seed right now, the Milwaukee Bucks. Good or bad? I mean, clearly they're good. You know, yep. de- defending champions go out there. I think you can do it again. They're on a roll right now. Um, well, excuse me, I say on a roll. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games and just won the other night. But I think Giannis is just so much more relaxed this season. Like, yes, he's already got the championship underneath his belt. But he's just so, like, and this is going to sound a little different, he's just so free being Giannis. And he always has been. But now it's like I don't have the, oh, sweet, he's got this, but he hasn't won a championship. He has done yeah. that. Now it's that like, let's too. just go have some freaking fun. And he clearly is. Yeah. And we haven't talked about MVP stuff. I'm sure we will in the next couple weeks or days. I, I – think you got to put him up there for the MVP just <laughs> yeah. to be that dominant once again like who who's better than him and we've been talking into microphones for about two years now about when is it going to be somebody else's league I think we're seeing it happen now to where maybe at the end of the season I know LeBron is still like the points per game leader and things like that I think next yep. year I think it's going to officially be Giannis's league to where he takes over to where you know, he's one of the best scorers. He's one of the best defenders. He's one of the best rebounders. And even, like, his ability to pass the ball, he's good for four, five, six assists every game. So any time you have Giannis on your team, I think you're a championship contender. And I do think that they got over the hump, and now they might be a scary team in the playoffs. So I'm going to label them good as well. Sticking with the Eastern Conference, the 76ers, James Harden, Joel Embiid. How do you feel about them? Well, I mean, Joel Embiid is currently leading the race for MVP. So, I mean, the guy's just an ultimate stud. I do like that they finally made that trade for him and James Harden. It is special. But it's just, I feel like they're just there's something that's missing there. And I, I don't know what it is. But I just I don't feel be- the same way. Actually. But I don't believe in the, in the 76ers. I think they can win it. But there's a part of me that's like, there's just something missing and they're going to fall apart. Yeah, we'll see how they do in the playoffs. This is a team that I feel like could either really come together and be solid or they're going to get bounced from, like, the first round. Yep. But getting bounced from the first round might be tough, but, you know, even maybe the second round to where they should be in the finals. They should be in the Eastern Conference finals. Mm-hmm. They should be, but I just don't know 
if they will be. James Harden has struggled to make it there. Joel Embiid has struggled to make it there. So we'll see. I do think that they are good enough. You've got those superstars. You've got Thibault on defense. I'm going to label them as a good team, but they are like they're kind of on the cusp, actually. Yeah, they're one like uh, argument I almost, away from being a bad team for me. I was waiting for you to be like good or bad, and I was going to be like, oh, just talked myself into bad. But I'm glad you didn't, so maybe we'll say good. <laughs> yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with good, but they're on watch. I'll yeah. put them on notice. Uh, the next team, the number four seed, the Boston Celtics. Obviously, Jason Tatum, they're very good. This this one's tough for me. Good or bad. I'm going to have to say bad. You lose Robert Williams, your big guy. Dude had a huge impact on offense and in terms of what he was able to do defensively, protecting the rim. You don't have that anymore. I have to put you as bad. I like the Celtics as the problem. I really like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. I'm also going to label them as bad. I just I feels like they're also missing something. Now, obviously, they've got good superstars. Like I said, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, very good. But it feels like they need a little bit more. They need something to get them over the hump. And coming out of the Eastern Conference is going to be tough. I'm going to label them bad as well. Uh, next one, number five, the Chicago Bulls. Good or bad? I have to say bad. Yeah? I think they're a year away. It's kind of where I'm, I'm at with them. Like, I like them. I love what they have. It's awesome. It's fun to watch. The Bulls, like... Just the fact that they are relevant enough to be in this conversation right now in the middle of the pack on the Eastern Conference is amazing. Like You have to be happy with that. Like I don't think you should be upset as a fan of the Bulls. I just feel like you need another dominant big guy who can be help. Like I like Vucevic. This is a guy who we talked about, I believe it was a couple years ago when we were just doing radio. It was like, hey, this guy's actually a lot better than people realize. Yeah. It, was that the bubble year? It was. I think it was. Because it was the, the magic. magic versus the Bucks, And it was like, man, they're giving the Bucks work right yeah. now. <laughs> and it was. It was Vucevic doing his thing. Um, I like the Bulls, but I think my bias is getting in the way that I want to see him be good. Yep. Lonzo Ball out there, I think that he's been pretty underrated. Now, I DeMar say all DeRozan. this, I will be very ecstatic if they are successful in the playoffs. Yeah, I think like, this, this I might will be, be my Cincinnati Bengals. To where even like when you were talking about the Bengals and it was like, eh, I don't know. I kind of think they might be a year away. I think they might be pretenders here. I think I'm going to say the Bulls are a good team. Do it. I'm, I'm not going to be upset with I, that. I think I'm that not going to make fun of you. Like you did me. <laughs> you know, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, these are mm-hmm. veteran guys. I, I think this might be their opportunity. The Eastern Conference is solid, but it's not. The Bulls were right up there in it. They were dominating. They were, they were a very good team. and They kind of fell off. If they can right the ship, I think this might be a team that's just waiting for the playoffs, which is a scary thing to do. And sometimes you'll get teams bounced early when they, they start to get a little bit bored. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that's it with the Chicago Bulls. But I am, I'm going to label them a good team. I think that they can. And I also, like I said, I want it for the Chicago Bulls. I want to see DeMar DeRozan get it. I want to see Zach Levine get it. 100%. So this could just be my bias getting in the way. Let's do one more Eastern Conference team. That's the Toronto Raptors. No. No chance. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. think so either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Uh, the only way that they might even advance is that there's a little bit of pushback here from teams like uh, the 76ers and the Celtics. They might not be able to take every player with them to Toronto yeah. uh, because of vaccination rules in Canada. That's something to watch for, uh, but I just I don't think so. 
I, I think this has been a, a solid team, but I don't think that they're good enough to win a championship this year. Now let's take it to the Western Conference side of things, where I think there are some really good teams here, starting with the Phoenix Suns, who have been sneaky good all season long. They're still very they're hot. They've won nine straight. I, I think the Phoenix Suns could. I would be surprised if they're not in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, I am absolutely right there with you. I mean, they are averaging nine more points than their opponent every game. They've been dominant, like you said. Like, the fact that you're sitting here at the end of the season, 62-14, and 14, just shows, like, you, from the start of the year, you have been ready to go. Like, this is the redemption year for Phoenix. Last year yeah. kind of sucked. Like, mm, didn't make it. Or, excuse me, lost it. This is year to go get it. To go take care of business and win it. And I think we're seeing guys, even like Devin Booker, slowly become a superstar? I think he already is, at least in my mind. I like, I just, you, we, you talked about Giannis taking over the league. I think it, like, Devin Booker has a true opportunity to do it this playoff run. It, I think one thing that's really impressive for me with the Suns is that when Chris Paul got hurt, they still remained good. Yep. I, I thought that we would maybe see a little bit of a, a downfall with them to where they did, honestly, I, just, I thought they would slip to, like, the two or the three seed. And they haven't. They maintained that one seed the entire time. You're eventually going to get Chris Paul back, which even if he's not uh, the CP3 that we saw last year, even if he is still coming back from an injury, that leadership is still going to be there. So I am looking at the Suns. I do think they're a very good team, and I'll label them as such. Next team, the Memphis Grizzlies. They're very young. They have a superstar in John Morant. They've got some other really good pieces. They're actually their record is better without John Morant, so I think even when he's off the floor, uh, they're still a good team. I don't know if I'm ready to label them a championship contender yet. Really? Yep. I am. I think that defensively, these guys are studs, and like, and that was something we got to see too when we went and watched them. It's just like, there's a bunch of guys on the team that like don't have names yet because they're not known nationally. I'm not going to see you trying to act like I'm an expert like a on Desmond that. Bain type yep, guy. Exactly. I, I really like him. But it's like, these guys can just flat-out ball, and they do, night in and night out. And then you throw in Jaw on offense, being explosive as he is. These other guys can store, can score. You know, they know their roles. They're good team players. I think they could be the team that, like, matches up against Phoenix and like, you know, the Western Conference Finals. And we're seeing you look at it like, this is a lot closer series than we kind of expected. Like, we knew Memphis was good throughout the regular season. We didn't think that we'd make it this far through the playoffs. And bam, here they are. I think Memphis is going to surprise some people in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they are the two seed. I'm going to say they're bad, and that pains me to do because I do think that they're very young, and this is the team that is probably a year away from being able to compete with teams like uh, the Bucks, the Heat, and the Finals, or even on the Western Conference side, the Suns, the Mavs, the Warriors, the Nuggets. There's some really good teams over on the Western side. So I, I think they're a year away. This is like you said with the Bulls, though. I will be rooting for them. I like yeah. the Grizzlies. I like John Morant. I'll be rooting for him. I just think that they are a year away from being a true contender, maybe even bringing in just another good, solid veteran. Like the Steven Adams move, to bring him in there, I think has been huge yeah. for the Grizzlies. But I, I think you might need just one more guy in there. Uh, next team, number three seed, the Dallas Mavericks. How do you feel about them? I like the Mavericks, but, like, man, honestly, I think like the only thing they have is Luka. <laughs> like, that's right. it. Like, he literally puts the team on his back every single night. And I'm worried that they're going to get too into the playoffs, and it's just going to be too much. Like, he just he doesn't have anyone else to rely on. Anyone else that can help, not necessarily 
take over a game, but just give him a few series off where it's like, okay, hey, let me just kind of come down the court, distribute, let these guys eat, and then we go back and play some defense. It is Luka through and through with the Dallas Mavericks. You might as well call them the Dallas Lucas at this point. And it's crazy because I agree with you. They're also the three seed <laughs> to where they have been very good, but I am also going to label them bad. It, this is another team that does need to give Luka some help. Um, I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I like bringing him in to play alongside Luka. But it does feel like they need something else there. Even like their point differential is two points this year. And they're winning games, obviously. But I, I just feel like they need more to get out of the Western Conference. Because like, like our next team, number four, the Golden State Warriors, they're eventually going to have all their guys back and healthy. They know what they're doing right now. And mm-hmm. you know, giving guys a, a couple extra rest days if they're hurt. Not forcing it until, you know, in a couple of weeks when we get the playoffs started. I think the Warriors are a good team. I think they can win uh, the championship. Even if you just have two of the big three there, I think they're still good enough. Uh, Steve Kerr, still a very good coach. Steph Curry, we'll probably start to see him take over games once they do get to the playoffs. So I, I'm labeling the Warriors as a good team, uh, a championship contender. I am as well, just because I know we've agreed on almost all of these. I, I think everything you said is a very solid point. Like They know what they're doing. They've been here before. Let's just keep these guys healthy and moderate heading into the playoffs, and then we can go full force. We can win games without them. You know what I mean? We can just get by enough. We're still competitive. Let these younger guys get used to these big moments, and then when they get in, bam, we're ready to go full speed ahead. All gas, no brakes. Yep, and the next team in our standings, number five, the Denver Nuggets. I think that's a, a obvious yes with guys like Yuka that not Luka Jokic there. Uh, he's also should be considered for the MVP. He leads the Denver Nuggets in all five major stat categories: points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Uh, the dude does it all, and I think because he is maybe even because he's a foreign-born player, maybe because he's like one of those Mister Fundamental guys. He doesn't really get the credit for being as good or as dominant as he is. Mm-hmm. He's dropping 26 and 14 a night to go along with eight assists. That's remarkable. I mean, we look at Giannis and we're like, oh, my God, he's so athletic. He's the Greek freak. Jokic is right there doing it, too. And it's not as flashy. It's not as fast. But he's getting the job done. And I think that they're a team that can be incredibly good. We've seen them make runs before. So I will label the Denver Nuggets as good. I'm going to label them as bad because I don't trust their guard play through the playoffs. That's it. You just you have the big guys in Eric Gordon and Jokic. Outside uh-huh. of that, you got Jeff Green playing point or power forward, Will Barton and Monte Morris at point guard. It's just I'm not a believer in it lasting through the playoffs, and I think it's going to suck because last year, I mean, the last two years they've been so competitive, they've been so straightforward with it. But you know what I mean? You're just you're missing like Michael Porter Jr.'s out. Your other guard whose name is completely slipped my Jamal mind. Jamal Murray. Thank you so much. Is he's missed an entire season. I had him on my fantasy basketball team, which by the way, I was fucking atrocious at this year. I won two games out of like eighteen. I got to a point where I was like, I'm not even fixing my lineup anymore because it's not even worth it. I had Damian Lillard, Kevin. Why Durant. did you put Jamal Murray on your fantasy basketball? Because I thought he was gonna come back in January. That's what the reports were. Like, oh, he might come back in January. I was like, Hell yeah, I'm freaking getting this guy. That's gonna be a perfect late run. Wrong. <laughs> Damian Lillard got hurt. Kevin no, Durant was hurt. Not, Jason not Tatum got hurt. Like I had a great team, and it was like, 
Now I got to do a keeper next year, and I don't even know if I'm going to be asked to come back in the league because I just stopped participating in it, <laughs> and I don't blame him. But right. that's where I'm at with it. Uh, their head coach Michael Malone did say this morning that um, he's leaving all options on the table for Jamal Murray to make a return to the playoffs. That's tough, though. I'm coming off that ACL injury, and it's not as easy as just, oh, okay, you've been cleared, go be good again. Yeah, you, know, you have to worry about the conditioning of some of these guys. He's been shelved for almost a year. I do still think that the Nuggets are good enough, and if you can get a little bit, if you can get something out of Jamal Murray, that's going to make them a scary team, in my opinion. But I, I do definitely get your point there. Uh, let's do a couple more teams. How about the Utah Jazz? Utah Jazz are sitting there right at the sixth seed. I like Donovan Mitchell. I think Rudy, Rudy Gobert is good. I think this is a bad team. I don't think that they can win the championship. Uh, they just looking at the five teams that are in front of them and some of the teams that are even behind them, I just don't think that they have it. They need something else. They need a lot more to get over the hump, I feel like. And the thing is, I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, right. do, you need, do you need another solid guard? Because like Mike Conley, I think it was last year, he was kind of dealing with some issues. I think it might have been like COVID-related. I don't know why he was out or missing some time. Um, maybe it was an injury. And then it kind of affected them in, in their playoff run. But like when it's Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert, things are pretty good. Yeah, I think even like Joe Ingles is out. I think he got injured, which is not like a big difference maker. They've got a really solid team. There's just, I don't know what it is that's holding them back. I didn't realize my old cousin Hassan Whiteside was on the team. Good for him, though. He's currently <laughs> out, so it doesn't even freaking matter. Right? Dropping out of, eight, he just should be out of the league because he's out of the family. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Clarkson has been uh, sneaky good. It could even be a sixth man of the year type guy. But I don't know. I, there's something keeping me from labeling them as good as a championship contender. Maybe they'll prove us all wrong this year. Um, a couple other teams I want to talk about are the Clippers, for one. It's when they get healthy, if they get healthy, I still don't know. Paul George making his return. I don't know what's happening with Kawhi Leonard, but I, I don't think they can win a championship. You, even with those guys You healthy. do or don't. I do not. Dang it. Now you got me nervous. Sorry for the pause there, but it's tough. It is because it's, I'm going to, I'll agree with you. I'll say no, because it was the same reason with Jamal Murray, right? Hey, you come back, you've yep. been shelved for a year. How, with, how are you really prepared for this type of moment? And you know, the conditioning playing in these games, how much do you trust your knee? Are you hesitant? And a hesitant Kawhi Leonard is not good for anybody. So, and maybe this is a dumb comment, but I'll make it anyway. I don't know that anybody on the Clippers has that alpha mentality or that vocal leadership to take over a game or take over the locker room and get these guys motivated. And part of that is still because I can't get it out of my head that LeBron James went into a meeting and was like, nope, I'm out, I'm gone. And the entire Clippers team left with him. <laughs> like, tell me you're a beta without telling me you're a beta. And that's like the Clippers. I just, I think you had your window when these guys were healthy. And it's probably past you. And that's my take on the Clippers. The Los Angeles Lakers, 10th seed, I don't think that they can either this year. I'm going to label them as bad. And it, it kind of sucks to see. I kind of feel bad for LeBron James. Uh, but guys like Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. I don't think he's going to in the playoffs. Russell Westbrook, not good. And you know, there's a very serious chance that they don't make the playoffs anyway. And if the Spurs can just turn it on just a little bit, the Lakers will be eliminated, and they won't make the playoffs. So you can't win a championship if you're not even in the playoffs. Yeah, and it does look like Davis has been a full participant during practice. He was on Monday. 
but he was doubtful for Tuesday's game. Granted, it is now Thursday. Who knows with Anthony Davis? You can practice, but you're not playing, so maybe you're just getting ramped up, ready to go. You're looking at LeBron James' ankle. It's horrible. He doesn't know how he's finishing games. To me, it's, again, the situation with him. Do you really want it, or are you guys just kind of complacent with your money right now? Like, are you just complacent with living in L.A.? You have the dream. Everything's there. You got the house. You got the cars. You got the girls. You got the money. It's all right. I'm a little banged up. It is what it is. Yeah, that's that's kind of my thought process, too. Now, those, that's our good and bad for the NBA edition. We'll check in with that as this season rolls on and as the playoffs get here. Uh, but that's it for us today. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, it's not a matter of if you join us. It's a matter of when, and we appreciate every single one of you, especially those live in the chat right here on Colin. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here at 10 a.m. Central Time in the Colin app. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.